You're listening to Beyond the Plate with Andrew Kaplan. That sounds so weird. You're listening to Beyond the Plate with Cappy. We grow a lot of stuff. We have chickens and I grow tons of citrus and we have garden beds. So that I have to really put all towards my dad. I've learned all about my green thumb. Literally, I've gotten that from him. Season three of Beyond the Plate is presented by Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Hey everyone, this is Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Plate, a podcast where I sit down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey with food and their passion for giving back. Every episode, we share inspiring stories of what it means to be in today's hospitality industry. This season, we welcome a group of celebrities that have a connection to the world of food, whether they own a restaurant, host a food show, have a cookbook, or simply give back through food. We're excited to have them join us on Beyond the Plate. Season three of Beyond the Plate is made possible with the help of our friends at Martin's Famous Potato Rolls. Martin's was founded in the heart of Pennsylvania Dutch country in 1955. Martin's Potato Rolls are the number one branded hamburger buns in America, and as I like to say, they can make almost any burger taste better. I am actually currently testing a Tex-Mex inspired Sloppy Joe for an upcoming work project, and they will definitely be going on no other bun than a Martin's Roll. But here's what I love about Martin's. Their mission encompasses more than just baking great bread, buns, rolls. They believe in giving back to their community and beyond. Through volunteering time and donating resources, they support hundreds of charitable organizations such as food banks, after-school programs, disaster relief, and others that provide sustenance and comfort to people in need both close to their baking facilities and abroad. To learn more about Martins, please visit their website at potatorolls.com or you can follow them on social media at potatorolls. Martins, we thank you. All right, back to it. For this episode... We sat with Tiffany Thiessen. Such a fun conversation, such a super nice person. Her life is really all around food. She grew up around it. She still surrounds herself by it, her and her family. They grow tons of produce and they have fig trees in their yard and chickens and a lot of cool stuff that we're going to hear about. There's a really funny moment in the Just the Plate episode next week where she fully calls me out jokingly about me doubting her multitasking skills in the kitchen. It's pretty funny, but you'll have to tune in next week for that. Tiffany Thiessen is an American television and film actress. She has a long list of acting credits, such as Saved by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski, anyone? Beverly Hills 90210, SNL's comedy, The Ladies' Man, Woody Allen's comedy, Hollywood Ending. In 2009, Tiffany produced her cooking show for Cooking Channel and Food Network titled Dinner at Tiffany's, which aired for three seasons. She currently stars in the Netflix series, Alexa and Katie. She has just published her first cookbook called Pull Up a Chair. I highly suggest you check that out. She's super charitable. And we, of course, talk about that. So I'm going to stop there. But please enjoy this conversation as we go beyond the plate with Tiffany Thiessen. Hello. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Tiff. How are you? I'm really good, honey. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Your kids are adorable, by oh, the way. Thank you. I mean, I, I, was... I think they're pretty cute too, but I'm, of course, there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where are you? Where are you now? Are you at home? I'm, I'm actually at home. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, and we we've been here for a little bit. That's exciting. So, when yeah. you when you like do a call like this, are you like at a kitchen table? 
I'm actually, you know, the most quietest place in the house is my bedroom. So that's where I am. <laughs> it's funny you say that because people ask me, they're like, where do you do your voiceovers? And I was like, honestly, my closet. And they're yeah. like, what? I was like, it's the quietest place, you know, in case yep. my cat screams or the kids taking a walk at preschool down the street, yep. walk by yep. the house screaming. Yep. You're so right. I know. <laughs> Your website, by the way, I spent like, w- to be honest, way more time than I anticipated spending on it oh, that's yesterday. So nice of you. I was like, oh, I'm going to check out like what's going on. And I was like sifting through. You have some like, like I knew you cooked, but you have some like very like serious stuff on there. Oh, like, I don't know if I would call it serious because I'm not a serious person. I but. don't know. I'm like, Rose, I'm like, you know, like I saw like rosé donuts. Okay. And I'm like, all right, she probably like fries like biscuit dough or something. I was like, no, she's like making dough. And then there's like yeah. shakshuka and there's like Thai basil plum tart. And I was like, all right, uh, she gets down well, with some good you know, food. I, it's definitely broadened as I've gotten one older to um, just meeting people and, and kind of getting into this whole like food world in the last like five years and, and stuff that I've learned, stuff that I've seen and stuff that I recognize more now, you know, as I've gotten just more, you know, kind of brought into the world a little bit more. Um, you know, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised in very, I don't want to use the word basic or anything like that because I don't consider myself that at all or how I was raised, but just more traditional ingredients. You know, my mom was not trained and, and my aunt or my grandmother was all just, you know, what they learned from their parents, you know, that kind of thing. And it was the same for me. And it kind of really just sparked a bigger interest for myself as I started traveling at a young age and going to Europe and touring for, you know, Saved by the Bell and things like that. A lot of things that my my, my mom didn't get to do that really kind of opened my eyes to different cuisines and and food in a different way that's really interesting so you were born in california and i know i, I think you spent time yes. in new york Does, did your california upbringing influence your your style or technique of cooking at all oh for sure absolutely i mean i live in southern california where we have the benefit of grilling year round and pretty yes, much getting any sort of produce and <laughs> any sort of food year round. So we're kind of spoiled, I have to say. Uh, so yes, I definitely believe that has a lot to do with it, but just even more so than that, it's gotten more kind of just, it's, it's gotten bigger and it's broadened as I've traveled more. I've met, you know, different types of people and chefs and, and I've actually gotten to taste and witness, um, and experience different things. So. And I saw on your site, you, you mentioned your brothers, like like a big Mm -hmm. source of inspiration, your mother and your grandmother are role models to you. Did these people all influence your world of food as well? Oh, truly. I mean, the women definitely more, um, my dad's, uh, he's got the, the green thumb. So a lot of the stuff you'll even see in my book or any, even on my blog, we grow a lot of stuff. We have chickens and I grow tons no of way. citrus and we have garden beds and we are growing tomatoes and I have fig trees and <sighs> apples and, you know, all that kind of stuff here. So that I have to really put all towards my dad. I've learned all about my green thumb. Literally, I've gotten that from him. He is a, he's since retired now, of course, but he worked for the city of Cerritos for, gosh, I want to say almost close to 40 years. And he designed all the public parks in the city. You know, we were the, we were the family that always had the nicest yard because of my dad. <laughs> you know, like our yard was like amazing and beautiful. And it looked like someone professional did it because that's what he did. But it's sort of the same, a little bit of the same story that I can kind of say myself is that he's self-taught and sort of, you know, cooking for me, I, I, 
I, I've learned all about that through my family. It's kind of a self-taught sort of thing. Or, you know, nowadays you can you can see things a lot easier online and things like that. But it's purely through um, what I learned when I was little and just my passion for it, really. And do you, are your kids out in the garden now? Oh, very much so. Oh, yeah. They're out there. I was, I literally just this weekend had them climbing the tree, my oldest one, and getting more nice. figs for me. <laughs> oh, fresh figs sounds so delicious. Are they oh, picky eaters so at all great. or no? You know, it's funny. I, I would say my son's the less picky one. Um, he has a bigger palate. And I, I also say it's partially... I feel like being the second child and learning so much as a parent on the first go around that mm. I pushed things with him a lot more than I did with my daughter. And I wish I would have gone back and done that with her, but I didn't know, you know, it was the first time, but he, you know, was eating, uh, uh, you know, things that I didn't think I would have pushed, you know, with him or, you know, or I did with my daughter, my daughter, I would say is definitely the pickier one, but we're getting better. And I have to say also, growing things and having chickens and seeing things, you know, come from beginning to end and how it then gets put on the table, um, has piqued her interest a lot more in wanting to eat stuff. Yeah, that's huge. I, I think if the more they're involved, the more apt they are to, to potentially Absolutely. try something. Yeah. My cousin, my cousin lives in the suburbs of Chicago and she just got three or five chickens and I'm, I haven't seen them yet. I'm so excited to go check them out. They're super fun. They really are. I mean, we've had some, some sadness with it. Um, but that's part of being in the city and, and also living, we live a little close to like the mountains here, the San Fernando mountains here in Los Angeles. So there's definitely wildlife that comes down and, you know, they got to eat too. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's the circle of life they've learned uh, yeah. over and over again. Um, yeah. my kids. So I suppose, were you a picky eater as a kid? I don't think I was. Um, I guess that's a question for my mom. I don't know if I've ever asked her that. I know I wasn't a big eater when I was younger. So maybe that was being picky. I'm not sure. But, you know, back then, too, I feel like most parents were all about the the mindset of, like, finish your dinner before you leave the table kind of thing. So we were she my mom was very much that that mom was like, you need to finish most of it before you leave that table. You know, there's people out there that don't have anything and all those things that I was taught about not being wasteful. And I appreciate that. Do you instill some of those rules at home now with your kids? Yes, I definitely know if they're really just saying they are full and, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good about that. So I don't ever push them to eat or, or overeat really, but I also make sure, and, and this is more my older daughter now because, you know, she's, she is older, that I say, don't put anything on your plate that you're not going to finish. Hmm. So just serve what you think you're going to eat first and then always know you can go back if you're still hungry. Can you explain your family table growing <laughs> up as a kid? Yeah, I mean, it was my mom... Um, in my early days, um, was at home. I mean, she really was a full-time mom and wife and, and, you know, um, what was the term they used to use back then? Home, homemaker. What did they, I can't remember now. <laughs> it was some term that I was like, Oh, we don't use that anymore, mom. But, uh, and my dad worked either one to two jobs, but it was usually very early in the morning, but he was always usually home before dinner time at five o'clock. So we always sat down every night, literally at the table eating as a family. I also didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't eat out a lot. And if we did, it was definitely on occasion and it was special. It was mostly at home. Do, and did you cook at all when you were a kid or no? Oh yeah. I, I literally remember super, super young wanting to be in the kitchen with really? all the women in my family. Oh yeah. Cause I always would watch them and they were giggling and laughing and 
you know, huh. all prepping meals and holiday meals. And then it was my mom, you know, for dinners and, and I wanted to be in there with them. I thought it was cool. It's, it looked cool what they were doing. So they, they took me, yeah, they took me under their wing pretty young. I started doing that pretty, you know, at a pretty young age. Do you remember the first thing you ever cooked? I don't know if I remember the very first thing I ever cooked. Cause I, I, I truly believe, I mean, it's, it was a lot of me helping. Um, but I do remember a, one of the bigger moments in the sense of the first kind of time sort of thing that my mom actually gave Thanksgiving to me. And she said, okay, you, you do it all. It's yours. And I was really nervous. (laughs) One, because one, because I was literally taking a lot of the recipes that were hers that I knew how, you know, how much my family loved them. And it's like, I couldn't mess them up. Like they had to be perfect. Right. Yeah. So, but that was the first time. And I want to say I was 17, I think. So at like 15 years old, yeah. what were you eating at that point in your life? Um, what was I eating at 15? Well, I would say that would be my first year of starting a little show called Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was still, I want I remember because I was still doing school, even though school was, um, you know, on set and you were tutored, mm. but I was still in that kind of like, I was thin. I didn't think about my figure then. I didn't have to really, you know, so I was kind of eating anything and everything. I was extremely athletic. I was doing a lot of dance back then. So I know my appetite was big. That's when it started to get bigger, when I started to do more athletic, you know, uh, athletic things on the side. But the whole like looking at what I ate, I I wasn't doing that at 15. I, I remember still like on the weekends going to Taco Bell with my girlfriends, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I remember that. And sp- right, still mild having- sauce, I- hot sauce mm-hmm. or fire I would- sauce. I don't think fire well, sauce was out. Yeah, I was definitely, um, I was definitely mild sauce, but it was like <laughs> most of the time was tacos, bean and cheese burritos, or it was their nachos. I mean, those were the three <laughs> things that I would order. My wife has never had Taco Bell and she says it's because she has an addictive personality and she knows <laughs> if she had it, she wouldn't Tell be Tell her, sauce. I totally understand. <laughs> 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 so funny. All right, let's say let's let's have fun for two seconds. Let's say yeah. you were the guest chef at the Max from yes. Saved by the Bell. Yes. What would you put today? What would you put on the menu? Uh, I would definitely put one of my burgers because the ones that we fake ate on the show were horrible. Since it was from a really <laughs> bad diner down the street, I would do my fries because they're so much better as well. I would probably have my pastrami Reuben, which is in the cookbook. Yum. I would have that on the menu. I mean, I would keep it still in a very kind of, you know, deli 50s cafe sort of feel. Yeah. So it would be all American, you know, that kind of thing. But it would also be, it would be good because what I remember was not good. (laughs) (laughs) And and what I've been hearing about the uh, pseudo one that's been up, I've been hearing not so great things either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you love food like you do, is it hard to impress you if someone's cooking for you or if you're going out to eat? Um, I don't feel like I'm hard to impress. I, I don't because I don't, again, I'm not a, I'm not a classically trained chef who has this un, you know, relatable palate that would do something. I don't know. I, I, I like, I feel like my food is real food. It's yeah. for, for anybody. It's, I, I never, my stuff is not hard to do. It's for the home chef. It really is. It's for people who just love, to entertain and cook. Yeah. Does your husband cook? He does not. 
He does not <laughs> ever. Does not he has he ever coached ever, for you? And when I say that, it's like you really would have to be a fly on the wall <laughs> because he does not at all. He doesn't even grill, and he's from Texas, and really? we laugh about it all the time. Yes, my wife says she doesn't cook, and then I'll be out of town for a few days, and I come home, and there's all these dishes drying on the side of the sink, and I was like, "What? What happened with these pots?" She's like, oh, well, I had to make dinner. You were gone. I was like, all of a sudden you make dinner. <laughs> but I get it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, a tra- I'm a chef by trade, so that's fair. Well, I, I can understand that too. <laughs> I can understand that too. And, I, and purely it's more like I don't want him to. <laughs> and neither do the kids or anybody else in this house. So uh, That's funny. But I will say, I've, I've said this, and we used to kid about it on the show all the time when I had that... Uh, the Cooking Channel Food Network show, we used to laugh about it. And we actually, I think, shot it for a little funny bit at the very end. But he's really good at dishes. So uh, he literally does all the hey, dishes. That's great. Yep. That is an important job. It is. Do you remember the first meal you cooked for him? I did. It's, it's going to be quite funny because he, from Texas, and when I met him, he was eating McDonald's pretty much on a daily basis remember that fact of the fact that he doesn't cook. Right. Um, and so I asked him, I think it was on our third date. I said, I'll let me cook for you. What is your favorite thing? And he said, I'm pretty easy. I like grilled cheese. I like burgers. And <laughs> there was one other thing he told me and I can't remember what it was, but I think I ended up doing just deluxe grilled cheeses. I have to go back and look. I think I put it in like bacon and all this kind of stuff and stuffed it like crazy. And then I made tomato soup on the side. We met in November. So that's so funny. Does he still do fast food or does he like sneak it in? Do you like, do you ever find the McDonald's wrapper like in the car (laughs) or something like that? He he doesn't. We've actually been on a, trying to be on a very healthy kick these last like six weeks. But, uh, but he was when we first started dating still for a while and then it slowly kind of went away a little bit less and then less and less. And then by the time we got married, which was like a good five years after we started dating, um, I finally had him off of it. And he really hasn't had, I mean, here and there, if we're traveling and there's nothing else, but he's been much, much better about it. He also was drinking soda, like six pack a day. But at the same time, this is what's so funny. This is so my husband, he was doing triathlons. He was doing triathlons, but eating like that. It's amazing. Those people amaze me. I know. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk just for a few minutes about like, we've kind of been hitting this, but life in the world of food. Mm -hmm. You started modeling, acting at a young age. Have you ever worked in an actual kitchen or restaurant? I have not. No. I have many friends who have restaurants, you know, I've been around it, but I actually have never been put. I'm definitely that person and have been for a while now that when I go someplace, Um, especially a place that it's been on my bucket list or I've been wanting to really see in a city. The one thing I ask is that please let me go see the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) because I love kitchens. I love kitchens in general. I think it's the place even in a home where most people cultivate, you know, like that's where most people are in the kitchen. I just had game night again on Saturday night and I finally had to shoot everybody out of the kitchen. I'm like, we're never going to start the games (laughs) if we don't get out of the kitchen. You know? Yeah. When we entertain my wife's like, oh, we'll put the bar like outside on the deck. I was like, just keep Why? it in here. And yeah. she's like, I'm like, people are going to go out there and get their drink. And I'm just going to come back right back yep. to the kitchen. Yep. Anyway. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. So you, I guess you just kind of have to plan for that. So I guess you'd get most of your skills or kitchen know-how, like you said, growing up, seeing all it was these growing family up, members. Yeah. And I... um Truly, it's again like that's why if you were to watch some of my stuff, it's I'm not like my knife skills aren't like off the charts, you know, it's nothing yeah. like I'm not 
I'm not skilled that way. It's truly just from learning on my own or watching my mom or my aunt, just in a very kind of just casual setting. So based in LA and I travel often and I have my go-to spots and I I feel like every day someone's texting me that they're traveling to a city and where should they go? Like I'm that guy who answers them. But do you have any like like go-to spots in LA? In LA? Um, definitely. I mean, Ludo, who's also a friend, who's become a friend because I've been such a fan of his for so long. And I have such a passion for French food. Um, his restaurants are always, and he just opened one here in the San Fernando Valley, which is not too far from where we live. And so that is a staple place that we go to a lot. Um, Petit So it's amazing. But there's, I feel like, you know, my, my list of restaurants is always long. I feel like LA is getting better. It's never going to be New York. And I totally get that, but it's definitely (laughs) getting better. I feel like we're expanding, especially new areas like downtown and, you know, Highland Park is becoming like a cool area, you know, and Eagle Rock and all these places where now we're getting kind of trendy in these new little areas. So now these cool restaurants are starting to pop up. So I feel like my list is always long. I'm always adding to it and having two kids. I don't get out as often as I, you know, sometimes would like. So I don't get to a lot of these restaurants all the time, but I try to, we try to. How are they at like at restaurants? You take them to restaurants or does it have to be like a certain kind of restaurant? It has to be a certain kind of restaurant. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be a certain kind of restaurant. I mean, I have a three-year-old boy, so uh, it has to be a family-friendly restaurant for him for sure. Harper is definitely a little bit easier, but I was just in New York with her last week and I took her with me just on a last minute, like, you know what, why don't you just come with me? She was off of school and uh, I had my work commitment was not pretty, it wasn't a big work commitment. So I ended up extending it two extra days and staying and I took her to, uh, they're doing breakfast at Tiffany's now at Tiffany and company. And so I took her for a little, you know, breakfast, like late breakfast. And um, I forgot, like, you know, we played tea and we've done all that at home, but like in a real place where it's quiet, I was like, oh, right. She's eight. Like she doesn't understand. Like, <laughs> you can't slam the China down. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's really so, funny. You know, to answer that question, it's like, it depends on the restaurant. <laughs> she's like real life tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. By the way, you explained LA so well just now in terms yeah. of the food scene. Like I'm Chicago based, so you don't have to preface it with me. We're never going to be New York because we, you and well, I know see, how a New Yorker I, I responds. Love, I love Chicago too, though. Chicago is another city of mine that I absolutely adore and love. And the food scene's incredible there. Yeah. So, um, but New York is, I mean, New York is New York. I mean, I don't think any, you can't compare it to any place. So it's hard, you know, it's hard to do that. And not that I would. And I'm, I look, I'm, I'm an LA girl. New York is special for me just because I lived there for so long off and on. But, um, but still LA is my home. So. Yeah. But there's great, I mean, like you said, there's great places. There's a lot of New York chefs and others going mm-hmm. to LA. It's, it's spreading out, like you said, in downtown and other oh, areas. And there's, I, I thoroughly enjoy the food scene when I what's go back your, to I'm LA. I'm curious, what's your favorite spot to come? In LA? Yeah. Um, you know, it really varies depending on where I where have to be. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. I mean, I'm a, like on the West side, I, I, I'm a fan of like Rustic Canyon and like mm-hmm. Huckleberry for lunch or breakfast. Love Rustic like Canyon. Like that. It's been one of my favorites for it's ages. Yes. so good. I mean, Justa, I can't get enough of. It's delicious. So yep. 
I love the vibe, but like Rose Cafe is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I like it during the, I mean, I've had dinner, but I like it during the day. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know if you've been, but my cousin who lives out there recommended this to me and it's a fish taco place called the best fish taco in Ensenada. I have not, but you've totally intrigued my interest. And it's and like, a, totally it's like it a hut and literally that's the name of it. And they have a fish taco and a shrimp taco. Like that's it on their menu. Is it, ta- is it tapatio style or hard shell or what's it like? Um, soft, like small okay. corn tortillas. And they so have like a little, style. Yeah, yeah, there's like a salsa bar with like 10 different salsas and you just tell fun. them how many you want of each. And they're, and where is it located? I am going to look it up for you. Oh, don't, I'll look it up. Don't worry about it. No, I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Hillhurst. Oh, Okay. It's on Hillhurst near Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, it would be exciting. Actually, right down the street, not far from where I um, I shoot the the show for Netflix at, at the oh, studios. Yeah. And my my new lunch spot, I will I will let you know. Yeah, it's really good. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, awesome. I'm I'm like I depending on where I need to be. There's there's so much there's in downtown so too. Like I'm a fan of like Bestia and like oh, Bestia's great. Yeah, and I love the food and I love the look of the restaurant. Okay, so if you have to throw dinner on the table, let's say yeah. it, you're like crap, I need to get dinner on the table like now. For my like family you, or yeah, for good friends? Okay. For your family. Oh, yeah. What, what do you, is there something you, like a go-to thing you th- you throw together? Like what do you cook if it's like you need to make it quick? Yeah. The staples that kind of always get sort of put on the table in rotation week to week, you know, is usually any sort of roasted chicken the kids will eat and they love. And usually they, we, I mean, we, we tend to do pizzas once a week, homemade pizzas, because they just have so much fun doing them. And my daughter yeah. loves, you know, making her own and she calls it decorating. It's really cute. She's been saying that <laughs> for years and I Wait, love it. It should be called that. It's cake decorating. Right? Why shouldn't it be called pizza decorating? I know. Just makes so much sense. She's been saying that forever and I just love it. I, just, <laughs> I hope she never calls it anything different. <laughs> and then my husband, you know, he's a Texas boy. So it's either Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, you know, because we both like California. We, we actually have wars between who has better Mexican food, Texas or California. That's a war. Yeah, it's a war because it is very different. But it's usually that or any sort of like grilling, you know. Um, He's a big meat and potatoes kind of guy. So um, it's usually that most of the time. But those are the things that usually get rotated the most, I'd say, at home. So if you do you ever cheat and order in? Oh, gosh, yes. I look, I have no shame (laughs) in talking about how busy a household is these days. Most of the time, most parents are working both sides. You know, it's busy kids with school as they get older. It's like play dates and sports and activities. And it's, you know, it's a lot of work. And, um, yeah, I have no problem calling in pizza. Are you kidding? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have this, no sh- I have no shame in that at all. I, f- I feel like this episode is very selfish of me in a way because I didn't tell you this. I was about to at the beginning, but my wife and I um, are expecting twins in a few weeks. Oh my gosh! And it's our first, wow. and so I feel like I asked a kid question and then I went away, and then I went back to the kid <laughs> question and then I went away. <laughs> it ha- but it happens though, right? I mean, it really does. Once you have kids, it's very hard to steer away from those kind of questions and and and. Talk topics really yeah that's interesting so wow that's so how's she feeling she is uncomfortable yeah i bet she is it's like it's like it's one boy one girl and the the little girl like rests her butt on the boy's chin and then (laughs) he like kicks her head and then she punches his foot back and it's very funny oh 
it's going to be interesting to see if that ever changes when they're out. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, all things considered, she's doing very well. She's just, oh, you know, the, well, the congratulations. usual. That's you. amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, so the, you, you had the cooking channel show and you have this yeah. book coming out, pull yeah. up the chair recipes from my family to yours. Yeah. It's, it was definitely, uh, you know, they say a labor of love. I would say labor and love. Uh, <laughs> Because it was, uh, and I'm sure you know it all too well. They yeah. pretty much told me ahead of time, people around me who had put a book out before or a couple or, you know, had said it's it's really not an easy task. And I was like, oh, it can't be that hard. And boy, did I, you know, learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, I think by the time it comes out, October 2nd, it'll be three years from the moment I found Rachel. I actually kind of, I was a fan of hers. And so I, um, I literally, uh, found her and, uh, interviewed a few people, but I knew that was the, I knew she was the one I wanted to work with. So it's been three years, uh, since we started the actual part of the book, the proposal. And then we went out of course, to the, the different, you know, publications and hoping to get, you know, a great one. And we did, we were super excited. I shot the whole entire thing in my house, literally with a very small group of people that I absolutely adore that were completely, um, just super, super supportive and amazing. My culinary producer who I worked with on the last season of my show and my food stylist who I'd worked with on the last season of my show as well to Tori, my assistant, who also has food experience and has been the most amazing person to have in my life this last, you know, year and a half. To another dear friend of mine who is a designer who has done only one book prior. So a lot of us were new to the book world. My photographer, who you see her on my site a lot, but she's not known to be a food, you know, per se photographer, but mm -hmm. I surely made her into one. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> I'm so proud of her and I'm, I'm super excited for her kind of, you know, venture into this world and, and what it's going to bring for her too. So it was a small group, but I, I literally turned my garage into my food beauty studio. That's so neat. My kitchen was my kitchen and it was never not busy. And we shot it. It's a big book too. I, I think my publisher was a little surprised when I turned it in. <laughs> he was like, I was kind of hoping it would be under 300 pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when I turned it in, I think we, we ended up... I mean, they, they made the book bigger. They did. But uh, it took about, we shot it, let's see, except for the reshoot of the cover, it was about two and a half weeks. I shot the whole entire thing. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, Rachel came out for a bit of it um, and uh, we banged it out. I mean, that's the one thing I will say that I appreciated having TV background yeah. Um, a lot of us did besides just me, but we produced it like a TV show. We That's got, cool. I mean, we shot at least if we were doing food beauties, we were doing 10 a day. And then the days that were the bigger days were the, the party setups that we would do. Yeah. And then we did a couple days for the cover. We did lots of fan, you know, family lifestyle type stuff around the house. So yeah, it ended up being about two and a half weeks. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I want to pause just because I want to be mindful of time. I, I wanted to ask like one more book question, a few like social impact, giving okay. back, yeah. and then a quick speed round. Okay, awesome. So let's say you have five chairs around the dinner table. Oh, wow. Who yes. are you inviting? My family, of course. Always. All right. Perfect. <laughs> is there a favorite recipe you have from the book? I know they're like all your children, but is there one that you're like, if I open the book, you're like, you need to make that one. 
I, you know, there's, there's quite a few that have a lot of, uh, history and heart to them. And I, and it's hard to pick just one. It really, really is, you know, from my mom's famous cream cheese pie, which is in there, you know, I I've had that since I was little. I mean, I think that's probably the first pie I ever put in my mouth. So there's a lot of special recipes in there. It's really hard to choose one. It really is. And then there's a lot of new stuff that I'm really excited about that I loved how it turned out. And I loved how it photographed. And, and I'm excited for people to see a lot of the new stuff too. So That's great. That's awesome. So with Beyond the Plate, this podcast, it's more, you know, we, we talk to chefs all over the world, but we say it's more than what we know about the food that they put on a plate because mm-hmm. it's about how they get back to the community. And in this case, for this like special one-off celebrity season we're doing, we could say you're more than what people know you as on TV. <laughs> so in terms of yeah. philanthropy and social impact and giving back, do you remember the first time or moment that inspired you to give? Wow. <sighs> yes. I mean, there's been also a lot of those too, but yeah. I could say that being young in this business, you're, you are impressionable at a young age. I, I truly believe that. I feel like when we're children, we're like big sponges. And I remember Say by the Bell had been on for a little while. It had become kind of, kind of popular. You know, we had started traveling and it was, you know, going to a lot of, you know, places around the country as well as out of the country and doing big, you know, signings and meet and greets. And, and we really saw the impact of this cute little Saturday morning show that I was doing. It kind of really widened my eyes a little bit of like, wow, it's kind of crazy how something on TV can, can be reached by so many people. And that was my first, you know, kind of sort of idea of like, wow, okay, I can, I can see where truly the impact of what a lot of people like I am doing, you know, and, and even more nowadays with social media and all that kind of stuff, uh, YouTube. And when I was little, I think it was probably year three, I would say of Save by the Bell. I got a letter from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and I had heard about it. Of course I had heard about it, but I had gotten a letter telling me that there was a little girl who was battling cancer. It, one of her wishes was, you know, was to meet me. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. (laughs) It was so hard for me to kind of understand like me, like out of everybody that she could have picked, she wanted to meet me. I of course did. It changed my world. It showed me so many things, but I think on the, on the bigger part of it, I, it really showed me what an amazing, you know, what an, what amazing group of people that, that really make up the Make-A-Wish, you know, foundation and, and what this foundation really does and how many children they touch and, and not even children, even the parents are involved. It makes it even more special now being a mother of myself, you know, myself and having children. So I have to say that was probably one of the biggest things that impacted my life at such a young age where it it did carry on because I ended up working with the American Cancer Society years later. I helped run a cancer camp for kids in Idaho, which changed my life as well in another direction. That was probably one of the very first ones that I feel like really kind of had a huge impact in my life. Wow. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How about as a family? Do you teach the kids about this, by example? Are they too young a little bit still? Um, Harper's just starting that age where the conversation of those types of things are happening. Yes. 
it's lighter. Um, we haven't taken her per se to say any hospitals or anything like that, but we do talk about it. We talk about, she also sees pictures of what mommy and daddy used to do at like the camp I was just talking about and how important it is to, um, you know, to be kind to, to everybody. And, and it also brings in the conversation of how some people might look different. And that also goes into that bigger conversation that started, you know, about a year and a half ago with the TV show that I'm doing now, because she watches the show. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Alexa and Katie. It's on Netflix. And we just finished shooting our season two, but only season one has shown. And I play the mother of a teenager who has cancer. And it's actually a comedy, as weird as that might sound. Um, it's not a traditional sitcom. Um, we just got nominated for an Emmy, so we're all super, super excited about Congrats. it. Um, but it's, it's definitely different, and I like that it's different. It's trying to showcase the fact that most people can say we've been touched by cancer somehow, whether it's somebody we know, a friend, a family member. And we're, we're really trying to show how, you know, there's a flip side to it as, 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 not so great as it is, there's a lot of people who are dealing with this. But at the same time, we're trying to almost desens- you know, desensitize people with it and saying this is, this is reality. There's a lot of people who have this, but there's also a lot of treatment out there, a lot of people working towards it, and um, a lot of people who care to want to make a difference. You know? And I think that's what really the show's trying to show. That's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Speed round. Yes. What did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> Last night we actually went for sushi Sunday. <laughs> so nice. that was our night out. <laughs> Name a smell in the kitchen that you love. Garlic. Name a smell in the kitchen you hate. Oh, there's not many that I hate. Rotten eggs? How's that? That works. <laughs> or my, my, from my husband not taking out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Name a food guilty pleasure. Cheese. Okay. You were a teen idol to many in the 90s. <laughs> Do you have a chef idol? I have so many, but I think as a whole and someone I've looked towards for a very, very long time, I would say Donna Hay, probably. Okay, last one. In an article stating 10 things you can't live without, you had said your white Dutch oven pot. (laughs) What's the last thing that you made in that Dutch oven? Uh, it would have been, I think last week and it was my, yeah, my big one. My, it was my white one. Yes. I think it was our, it was my chili. All right. So take us out with this. What advice would you give to a young Tiffany Thiessen? A young Tiffany Thiessen. Wow. I would say to a young Tiffany Thiessen, I would say, don't sweat the small stuff. It's not worth it. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate oh, so it. It was welcome. such it was a so blast nice to, to meet talk. you over the yes. phone. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Thank I appreciate it. Thank you so much, honey. Congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Okay. You too, honey. Okay. Bye. bye. Quote, don't sweat the small stuff. It's not worth it. Thanks again to Tiffany Thiessen. Find more on her at tiffanythiessen.com. Join us next week when Beyond the Play presents Just the Plate a short segment where our guests describe a dish or a recipe that is meaningful to them. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Kathy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on Twitter at BT Plate Podcast and Facebook. Thank you to our last season partner. And again, this season formerly called Iolate by Flavor Gallery and now called Beyond the Plate Teas. They supply all of our signature hats, and t-shirts to our Beyond the Plate guests. And after teasing it during season two, it's now available to all of you. So you could go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com, click on the menu and click on apparel to get yours today. 
This episode was produced by myself, along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yeaton, and Sean Petrosian. Big thank you to Andrew Glatt. Our music has been composed by Goldford. Find him at iGoldford. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy, and remember, there are never too many cooks in the kitchen.